0: hello and welcome to there's no place like summer camp i'm your host andrew waterhouse and in today's episode we are taking a look at the questions to expect being a brit working in camp america so come on into our tent and i'll spill the beans Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I hope you had a really good Easter. It was something that really just crept up on me without even like realising that Good Friday and Easter Sunday and Easter Monday were just around the corner since the last episode. So uh, yeah, I hope you had a great Easter. It's a bit of a weird kind of vibe at the moment with the coronavirus still ongoing and being in lockdown mode, so it didn't really feel like a proper Easter to me, especially as... You know, you're not allowed on the roads anymore. You have to have a pretty good excuse to be uh, tr- transporting anyone around these days. And personally, I wasn't able to go down to see my family this Easter, which was a little bit strange. But I'm just looking forward to those times where lockdown will be dropped and we can finally get back to our normal ways. Anyway. With that out of the way, let's crack on with the rest of the episode where we are looking at the questions to expect while working in Camp America, and you're a Brit, because let's face it, the Americans are obsessed with us. Now before I start this podcast episode, I really need to uh, give a little bit of a warning here because you can expect some really bad accents, so there's your disclaimer, if you hate bad accents, get out the podcast episode right now and I'll see you next week. So one of the first things that you can expect being asked while you're working in Camp America and you're a Brit is to oh, they're going to ask you to say a whole load of words that they love to hear in a British accent. So they'll be like, oh my God, say water bottle. And you go, water bottle. And they go, oh my God, say it again, say it again. You go, water bottle. <laughs> Literally. If you've ever seen um Love Actually and you, you see the guy that goes over to... America to go and try and get himself laid. It is literally like that. So you can expect a lot of girls especially ask you to say specific words and you'll be in a conversation with them like normally chatting you know about where you come from, maybe what's been happening at camp today and they'll suddenly pick up on one or two words that you're you've just said and they'll go, "Oh my god, can you say that again?" So expect a lot of that sort of thing where the dialogue and the language they really really like to tap into that and make you say weird and wonderful words that you never even thought were weird before so now whenever I say water bottle I have to say it how they like to uh, rehearse it back to me which is water bottle so one thing that you'll definitely realize when you're out there is the accents that americans put on trying to impersonate the brits oh my god they're so diabolical they're like um if you've ever seen mary poppins and it's like you're right governor oh do 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 -do." that sort of i don't know i broke out into song there but the the old style um british wordiness from like chitty chitty bang bang sort of like Peter Pan sort of era where it's just like what the hell why are you? Why do you think we're so posh and old and oh, I don't know even speaking now it makes me sound like I'm posh compared to the Americans it's a, a strange feeling so the next thing that they're going to ask you about is whether you know the queen Or have you ever met the Queen? Or have you ever met this person from the royal family? Or this person? What do you think about Diana? What do you think about Camilla Parker Bowles? What do you think about Prince Charles? And they ask you all these questions because they are so obsessed with the royal family. It's ridiculous. And this isn't just like one or two people at camp that were asking me about these sort of things. It's literally the conversation icebreakers. Like they're really kind of trying to get to know what it's like to be a Brit and you can really see how the media influences such a big part of the world society as a whole because you've got people from America that are more obsessed with the royals than we are and in in our culture it's just like yeah we've got a queen we've got the princes and we've got Diana and stuff and they come out maybe every I don't know half a year where they make like a big Announcement, or they're like, "Oh, there's the Queen. She's at the Grand National or something," and that's pretty much it. But they are so obsessed with it that every newspaper, every small uh, news story about these guys is blown up into massive proportions in America, and they think we're obsessed with them as a result. So, no, I have never seen the Queen personally. I've never met her. I don't know the Queen. Uh, I actually said to one of the Councillors that I lived nearby to the Queen, and they believe that hook line and sinker because they have no concept of how big or small England is, which leads me on to the next point of another question that they ah oh, they at, at both years multiple staff got confused with the idea of London, um England and the UK. And they were really confused about mixing up the word London for England and the word London as the UK as a whole. And it makes yourself confused too, because you're like, wait a sec, what's the difference between the UK and Great Britain and <laughs> that sort of thing? And it puts you in a bit of a conundrum where you're like, "Uh, okay, uh, I don't actually know off the top of my head the difference, i have to Google it. Um. But yeah, the diff- when, when they think London is pretty much the whole of the UK and you mentioned someone like Manchester or Liverpool or Birmingham and they'll be like, oh, right, I thought it was just London. It's like, no, London's just a small little bit down the, down the bottom. Um, but there is plenty more to it and England isn't the whole of the UK. There is Scotland and Wales and they're like, oh my God, they're actual places and <laughs> you just have to stand there and be like uh yeah haven't seen them in all these sports places and news stories these other countries that we have it's not just england so they get really confused around that and it really these sort of questions in general really do put your life into perspective because before i went to camp america i thought the world my world of living in and around london in england all my life and that sort of stuff I thought that was pretty much the norm. I thought that was just like yeah, there's nothing really special about us or the way I'm living. It's just normal and everyone else is the slightly different odd people. But when you go over to a, when you go over to the likes of America, they see you as that person that's living differently and it makes you question things like, oh right. Uh I don't actually know how long it would take to get from the bottom of the country to the top. I've never really thought about that sort of thing. But yeah, expect a lot of these sort of questions around the geography of the UK and especially the politics and the history behind it, all the things about the July the 4th Independence Day, they get really confused that we're never really taught about it and they kind of see it as like a, a brushing under the rug of history so we don't get taught about the independence day of america where they finally broke away from us and now it's like a celebrated holiday in america where it's july the 4th and it's a massive event whereas in the uk it's just like yeah so that was so long ago we don't care <laughs> we've moved on and we really really don't care maybe it's just because i've been born since the event that i don't really care but you're talking about people that are say like 20 years old that are really excited and pumped about how USA once broke away from us way back when and you're just like okay cool I really don't care and they're like oh yeah rub it in your face we win we win all the wars and you're just like no I don't really think that's right but um yeah I'm just gonna go over here and take my lunch elsewhere sort of thing so history is another thing that you really need to like brush up upon if you want to go to Camp America because you're going to be asked a lot of questions about history and maybe the British Empire and the politics of where the UK stands today and how the US is so broken and divided and worse than it's ever been. I, don't, I didn't really do any of that myself. I just went over there to be myself and I absolutely loved getting mixed in with all that culture. It was real like deep dive into who I am and who these people were that were asking me all these sorts of things now back to the accents they often get confused with British accents and Australian accents the amount of times that I was asked from where I was where I was from and it was like isn't it obvious I'm just isn't it obvious just my accent alone that I'm from the UK I'm, <laughs> I'm not putting anything on it's not Australian it's not from say uh, South Africa or New Zealand it's not American it's pretty much gonna be the UK if it's gonna be this sort of accent talking in English there's not really many other places that it could be it's not Canadian or Mexican or any places like that so the fact that often Australia was the top guess maybe considered like what the hell how are you you getting confused with my accent from the UK and I've never even been to Australia but you're getting confused with it and I I just had to sit back and laugh and that's when I started to learn about the passport situation in uh, America because a lot of Americans don't actually have their own passport and the reason for this which I touched upon in the Scott episode the massive two-hour long probably the best podcast I've recorded to date, apart from this one of course, um, was how Americans are very like localised to their country and they don't really see the need of getting a passport and having to fill in forms for a 10 year passport when they haven't even visited places of their own like country yet and when you look at it on a world map you can really understand why the USA is similar to the size of the heart of Europe so why would they bother in getting a passport to go visit another place of the world obviously they will do at some point most of them but what they're going to do is save up for a one big massive trip and maybe do it once or twice in their lives where they go into a different continent and I guess that's similar to how we are going abroad ourselves because when you think about it if Europe didn't need a passport 99% of us wouldn't get one we would just use we would just hop on the uh, on the plane and fly over. It opens you up to like how accents can be misinterpreted and when you're in America for say six months you do start to notice your own inflections in accent especially when you're picking up a little American slang so I know now that I, I say the word trash a lot instead of rubbish because that was one of the words in particular that the Americans got really confused about when I was uh, the outdoor living specialist teaching the kids about campfires and campouts in the woods and hikes and canoe trips and all that good things. So you can really understand when they get mixed up around the Australian accents, especially when you have staff from Australia as well. So in the second year, there was a few Australians that came over to Uh, volunteer at our summer camp and it was interesting to hear their accents and I'd pick up little twangs and occasionally I still find it today where I'll be talking to someone I'll be like oh that sounded a little bit Australian and I didn't didn't even mean to so Australia is a place that I'd absolutely love to go and visit I'm not sure when that would be to be honest I was planning to do it a couple of years ago but Um, I think for the time being I need to start being a little bit more adult and focus on the longer term. So Australia is somewhere that I'd love to go at some point but for the meantime my accent is well and truly British. So continuing with the accents another thing that they really like to do is can you repeat that? Can you repeat that? Like You'll just be talking in normal conversation. And it's not that they've not heard the question that you've asked or the, the point you were making in a discussion. It's more that they want to hear it again because they really don't see people outside of the US that often. Like, maybe they see a lot of Mexicans cross the border and that's probably a reason for the uh, the wall, as Trump has put up. But apart from that, they're not going to really see many people from the UK coming over to visit and as well as other countries as well. And especially when... In say normal day to day like dialogue, you might see people passing, maybe from Europe and Asia and other continents, just in passing as they're like tourists to your country. But I think it's a totally different ball game when you're working with people and you're, you know, making really like lifelong friendships with as well. So I think that's probably why they ask you to repeat a lot of things to like make it more exciting. Because I know for sure that if some of my American friends came over to the UK. And or say a random American came from the uh, US to the UK and then started working uh, in a really fun job with me. Um, I would really enjoy their company and be really excited that they're here. So I can see both sides of the story, and uh, I'll probably make them repeat things myself. And one of the um stereotypes around britain one of the many that americans have around britain is that we like tea so one of the questions they'll often ask is how do you like your tea and that's the sort of british accent they try and impersonate so when i um, come back to them to say yeah i don't really drink tea i don't drink tea or coffee or any hot drinks really it's not really my sort of thing They'll just laugh, and they'll say, Oh my god, are you real Brit? Like, (laughs) and... It's just a little bit hilarious because we have our own stereotypes around Americans as well. And I remember, I think both summers that I went to summer camp, we actually had an activity in our staff week where we had to list down all of the stereotypes that we had around different countries and which ones we felt were still true and which ones we didn't. And it was quite funny to see how we thought, say, the Americans were uh, fat, obsessed with McDonald's, had big pickup trucks, didn't give a shit about the environment and that sort of thing. And the Americans looked at our list and were like, yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> Whereas we looked at the list that they gave us and it was like, oh my God, you're just getting everything from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Mary Poppins. You think we've got really bad teeth for some reason. Well, I'm not one to speak. We, th- You think we all enjoy a cup of tea and we think you think we're obsessed with the royals. Like, no, that's not really what it's like. Um, just you wait till you come over and see a copy of the sun and some uh bird in berry with her tits out. <laughs> okay so i think that's going to bring us to the end of this episode guys um again i hope you had a really good easter um it's a bit of a weird time at the moment so every uh week i'm trying to do two episodes of there's no place like summer camp rather than the one and in the next episode we're going to be looking at whether you can smoke while you're at camp america so uh, stay tuned for that that's coming out on friday While I'm still here, uh, there's no place like Summer Camp Book is still in the works. It's being a little bit held up at the moment with my editor because of the coronavirus, which is a little bit crazy how it has like. Can you hear that bird? Jesus Christ which is a little bit crazy because it has like real world impact and I thought it'd never like hold up my book like coronavirus. What's that got to do with editing my book? But it does and here we are. So uh, the book could be a little bit delayed once again, which is really frustrating and I really want to get it done. Um, I'm really excited. So if you are interested to see more about There's No Place Like Summer Camp, the book, or anything about this podcast in general, go to there's no place like summer camp.com. Okay, guys, I'll see you on Friday where we can talk about whether you can smoke while at Camp America. Goodbye.